Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And then I think what people don't realize too is once you get the job that you want, you have to maintain it. It's a never ending like hustle because you're self-employed. You have no job security. You have no boss. You have no health benefits. You have no schedule. So it's up to you to be able to secure these jobs and to stay relevant and to post content all the time. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Kirby. We have so much to talk about. I know exactly what you're going to say. So let's talk about it. Whose team are you on when it comes to all things Jennifer Lopez? Are you team Ben? Are you team Diddy? I, this is Sophie's choice. How am I supposed to pick? I have a problematic obsession with Ben Affleck. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The man has problems. He has a Phoenix tattoo on his back. He somehow fucked up his marriage with Jennifer Garner. Which, um, like, how? 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 She's a saint. Mm-hmm. And and truly, like, the... Just the most lovable celebrity. Patient is a word that comes to mind when I think of Jennifer Garner. Mm-hmm. So... Understanding. An... Yes. Like, did not deserve... Forgiving. Yes. <laughs> forgiving <laughs> so i i love ben affleck um uh, like if i were single and on raya at 19 i would be all over oh. that shit a thousand percent same i i love that and and you know benifer 2.0 also really excited when that started to come to fruition obviously it's a huge publicity stunt but still really into it then when I saw the picture, and then I saw who posted it. Yes, okay, so what Kirby is referring to is one Mr. Sean Diddy Combs decided to just casually throw up a TBT of him and J-Lo walking together from, you know, I don't know what year, like probably like the late, I can't remember when they started dating, early OOs. Um, yeah, and she JLo's clutching some magazines. Diddy's got a stack of newspapers in his left hand, and they're just walking merrily together, spending a lovely morning reading, catching up on the news. And yeah, so he wrote in the caption "TBT," and of course, this sparked chaos on the internet. Myself included, this... wanted to be a part of the conversation because I. If I had to pick a team, this is my team. Their relationship, like, was a big part of, like, my high school uh, experience. Or middle school. Was it middle school? Were we in middle school? I think it – I don't even remember, to be honest. I feel like it has to be middle school, maybe, because it was, like, TRL era, right? You're right. You're right. I, like – I went to Build-A-Bear, and I think at the time they had, like, a Jaw Rule J-Lo, like, outfits – and I dress my built my built up hair in like pink velour, like a pink velour wow. tracksuit. You remember wow. this? Wow, I I did not know that existed, but I am truly, I love this for you. Anyways, so I really hope that that you know J Lo has her fun with with Ben, and you know they like relive those moments, and then she reunites with Diddy. They get married, you know, live happily ever after. That's my dream. I just want to know what Diddy was thinking when he woke up this morning. Was he like chaotic evil? Like, let's just throw Mm -hmm. some spice into it ahead of Memorial Day weekend. I just want to... I feel like he's... Cause some chaos. (laughs) 
I feel like he has always loved her. She has been the one for him, you know, and so this is him shooting his shot. Can't he text her? <laughs> I mean, of course, he's probably already texted. He's probably already DM'd. This is him, like, making a public A proclamation. At it. Yep. Mm-hmm. If I, I just think of, like, I mean, maybe it was a social media manager that did this. But, like, everything J-Lo does is their strategy. Strategic, of course. Yes. Yes. So I have to wonder, like, is there something coming up where, like, all of them are involved somehow? Oh, so it's like the next thropple, a la um, Taika. What's, what I always say his oh, yeah. name for Taika Watiti. Taika and Tessa uh, Thompson Tessa and Rita Thompson, Ora. Rita Ora. Those photos. They were having fun. And also a girl named Molly, fourth friend. But there was also a man too. So there are five people involved no, in this. Oh no, I was actually Oh, I was actually I was referring to drug. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh that <laughs> Sarah. You're like there's there's five people. <laughs> You're like, no, it's MDNA or whatever the hell, MDMA. Yeah, I'm yeah, obviously yeah. not a druggie because I clearly <laughs> am, I'm quoting Madonna album over here, okay? So Wow, 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 wow. Okay, this is incredible. Refinery just published an article that was like, let's normalize throuples. So maybe that's what's happening next. Listen, I have a feeling that's just going to be... That's too much. What's going to happen. It's too much for me, but also like I I would happily celebrate that relationship. I, I, I would totally celebrate it, but I also think it's like they were just on drugs and having fun. Like they're vaccinated and ready to go. Yes. Also, what 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 is Al, what's happening with Alex Rodriguez right now? He's having a mental breakdown. He is promoting makeup for men, and that's obviously not going well. He is. I, I mean, I could have told you, sir. There, if you really wanted to separate this brand, you should be like makeup for hetero men that are afraid to not be misogynistic for two point five seconds. We have a guest coming up, and we talk about men in makeup makeup is genderless you could be wearing two-faced for the love of god and we're not going to care no. that you're wearing foundation or a concealer and yes. he thinks he's doing something revolutionary by like promoting this blur stick from that company hymns that he invests in how did this happen doesn't he have enough people on his team to be like wait no this is actually this is actually a wrong move for you I mean, listen, if his team wasn't going to stop him from posting that, like, candlelit vigil at the end of he, him and J-Lo's relationship playing effing Coldplay in the background, I don't think that he has the right people around him. Maybe he just completely disregards everything everybody says. I remember being like, wow, Jennifer Lopez got a good guy. I felt like they were equally matched. I thought it was awesome. Like, obviously, he's an incredible baseball player, very talented. Yes, an athlete, for sure. So when they got together, I was really excited about it. And now I'm kind of like, oh, he's a, he's kind of a loser, like a dork. 100% same. I hate saying the word loser and dork, but I asked, I actually think it's just, like, funny to... <laughs> I'm like, what a dork. Yeah, no. <laughs> Alex A-Rod, what a dork. Like, dorks are lovable too i love a dork totally yeah it's, i mean it's not super negative he's probably a, a decent person if he didn't loser though Lo okay okay sorry he's i should not say loser no 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 he's but not an l7 weenie he is a dork he's no, a dork I, who probably cheated on j-lo but I, no, no exactly and i think we can all agree that just in the relationship jennifer lopez is correct correct far better yes than alex rodriguez so anyways We'd love to know whose team you guys are on. Listen, we spent eight minutes talking about this. We need to know. Are you team Diddy? Are you team Batfleck? Uh, hard hard decisions must be made. But um, Yeah, we'll throw up a poll because I'm sure that this is going to be a tight race. If Diddy can get her back, I demand that she show up into their first outing together wearing a bandana, a folded bandana around her mm -hmm. forehead, a crop top mm -hmm. from Sean John and low white jeans. Low, low, low rise. Yes. Yes. 100%. We're going to superimpose mine and Sarah's faces um, onto that image <laughs> and post it on Instagram and make y'all decide. 
It's not an option. Okay, I can't wait. Okay. Cannot wait. Anyways. Okay, also cannot wait to introduce our guest today. Amazing segue. Look at that. Look at that segue. <laughs> Love Doing it. Doing it. Doing it. Today we have Mariana Hewitt. Woo! 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 Y'all love her. Uh, Notably love her. Who doesn't love her? Truly. She gives and gives and gives some more. I was wondering how this interview was going to go because I feel like we both know so much about her because she is so, she's so accessible. Like she will give interviews. She really is a hustler. So I'm like, what else can we learn about her that we haven't already read? And this was an amazing interview. I had so much fun learning more about her. I was going to say the same exact thing. And I feel like as a follower, you know, you probably also think that you know everything about her because she is so open with her followers. And she's been, you know, in the in the biz as a blogger or influencer for so long now. So it's like, yeah, we know everything we need to know about Mariana. But she opened up to us so much, which I like so appreciated she got super vulnerable. She even cried, you guys. Mm-hmm. I know. She's so sweet. She's just so grateful. She's so, so sweet. Now I've cried twice in two weeks on, week. on Glossy. Yeah, on one week. Yeah, one week on Los <laughs> Angeles. It's like very therapeutic. It is. So you guys know who she is. You guys, I don't know if you know how she got her start. So Mariana uh, got her start as a TV host. She, you know, studied broadcast journalism. She thought that that was her career and what she was going to do. And then she started blogging and YouTubing, turned that into a career. Um, And then when Instagram happened, you know, transitioned onto the grid and became one of the, you know, first and also one of the most successful lifestyle Instagram influencers um, on the platform. And then she decided she wanted to do more and, of course, turned her passion and expertise for beauty into an award-winning brand that we all know and love called Summer Fridays. What's your favorite Summer Fridays product? Ooh, that's a good question. I love CC Me a lot. Mine is Soft Reset. Mm. Mm. I love a good exfoliant. I feel like if you want Biologique Recherche, but you don't want to pay that price and you don't want like the extremeness of that the p50 mm-hmm. this is a really good option i freaking love it when i when my skin needs like an upgrade and i need it to not be dull i just swipe this on and uh it's just perfect ooh that's I, use it in combination guys do that first and then follow up with yeah. the cc me i also have been loving their new lotion is mm. really really good um mm-hmm. and i haven't tried their newest launch uh which is the what is it poolside is that what it's called what is it called pool time pool time glowing body oil i actually haven't tried it either can y'all hear it hold on so you can hear me shaking it kopari had has a similar product which i actually used like on my wedding day um because mm-hmm. i had a very Ooh. low back uh, on my dress yeah, you did. And what a what a hoe. Um, Evelyn can't Tan turn was a, like, can't turn you... a hoe into a housewife. Or can no. ya? you? You can. <laughs> let me just let me just tell you, you can. Um, anyways, so but I don't even know if Kopari makes that product anymore. Um, but this seems like a very, very similar product, but also maybe even like an upgrade because it seems super light weight absorbs quickly but just gives you that lovely like shimmer that's not like glittery but just like a a nice shine um and glow i should say um so i'm definitely going to be using that and mariana goes into the product a little bit um during our interview and tells you exactly where you should be wearing it so i just literally opened it up and put it on it's you know sometimes with oils that have glitter or shimmer in them It's like mostly oil and it's like running everywhere and it's just really hard to deal with. stain on your clothes. Yeah. This is like a little bit more of a thicker oil. So when you you get the droplets out, it's not just being poured, you know, so heavily on your your body. You get these little droplets and then you rub them in and and you're right. 
it's it still feels like an oil it's still very soft to the touch but and it gives a sheen but it's not greasy like it's it's starting to dry really nicely and while it's not um glittery it does have a ton of shimmer to it so like i wouldn't say it's body lava by like fenty level it's a little bit more subdued than that and it smells sarah like summer it's it this reminds me of like being in seventh grade and like just wanting to smell like summer yeah which is my jam like total nostalgia nostalgia feels right now i love it yeah so that's gonna be our our product uh for summer our wife all summer wife body or wife 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 all right, everyone. Um, if you enjoy this episode with Mariana, please, please subscribe. Um, I've mentioned this before, but if you do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, you get our episodes before everybody else. Apple is kind of glitchy in that it takes them time to kind of push out our apps. So um, if you're on Apple, it's your preferred podcast app, and you're thinking, where is Los Angeles? You may not be subscribed. So subscribe. And then follow us on Spotify. We love Spotify. And um, we're just, I'm a Spotify girl. I actually listen to the podcast on Spotify when I'm like doing a little re-listen, you know? Yeah, I feel like the interface is a lot better. Agreed, agreed. So you can even have a playlist on Spotify where it's like new episodes. So you can get alerted when new episodes pop up and it's on your playlists and it's awesome. So um, please follow us. And then, of course, if you feel compelled, follow us on social. Y'all know where to find us. Los Angeles Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And then search Facebook for Los Angeles and join our Facebook group, The Glamgelinos. Team Diddy. joining us today. Thank you both so much for having me. I am so excited and I am newly obsessed with podcasts. Like I feel like it was a quarantine thing for me and which is why I ended up starting my own, but I would go on these like daily walks. And then when I was on a walk, I felt like I was like listening to friends talk and I love this format. And so thank you both for having me on a podcast. It's so great. Oh, you're so sweet. I can't believe it took you this long to have a podcast. Like I feel like, I mean, with your background and like you just have so much to share and also your voice is so soothing to listen to. Oh, I love your voice. Oh, I you. love your podcast, by the way. I think it's one of the most interesting, fascinating, especially when it comes to content creation and just learning more about that world. Even if you're not in it, I think it's so fascinating to listen to. You actually introduced me to Brittany Hennessy through your podcast. And if y'all aren't following Brittany Hennessy, she is incredible. She used to be at Hearst, right? Mm-hmm. She's amazing. So when I launched the podcast, people were like sending in guest requests and her name kept coming up over and over again. I had her on, even though I've been doing this like for almost a decade now, I feel like I learned so much from her. And through my podcast, I feel like with every guest I'm gaining information too. And I feel like you guys probably feel the same way. Like I learned so much from these people and I would have probably started it earlier if I had more capacity to, to have another job. But I feel like in quarantine at home, I had all this extra time. Well, not even like extra time. It was just like I had more time to like sit down and actually do it. And I love doing it so much. I'm just trying to figure out the workflow because I think people that don't have a podcast, it is so much work. And I don't even think people realize the preparation that goes into it, listening back to the episodes and editing the ads that you have to record, intro, like description, title, cross-promoting the episodes. There is so much. It's probably the most time-consuming thing that I do of all of my jobs. So just trying to figure out moving forward, like how to improve the workflow. So I've been picking the brains of everybody that has a podcast. So you guys will have to tell me at a later date. I mean, you're going to have to tell us what you find from everyone else because it is a journey. That is 100%. I mean, I I support everyone's vision to start their own podcasts. I think that, you know, there is a space for everyone in this industry. However, like, I do not think that people realize how much work goes into it. Just the like ideation alone and then the scheduling to have guests on. I mean, you know. Girl, yes. So I use this 
website called Calendly. And I don't know if you guys use it, but it links to your calendar. There was so much back and forth. Like, are you available October 13th at 9.30 a.m.? And I'm like, if you just send someone this link, it's a schedule. It only gives them the times that you have available. And I find it so much easier. So that has been like a lifesaver. Because Sarah and I were sitting here going, how in the world are we supposed to connect our calendars? Like, this is insane. I feel like we are wife and wife. And now we're going to download and purchase Calendly. So Influenced. that's going to be great. All right, Mariana, we kick off every episode with... What's on your face? So tell us what's on your face or body or hair. So what's on my face right now? I really love this brand Refi, Refi. I don't know how you say it. It's R-E-F-Y. I found them on Instagram. It's like a clear brow gel and I'm obsessed with brow gels. I'm always trying to find the best one. And this girl, Jess Hunt on Instagram started it. She always takes selfies with like these huge, beautiful brows. And she made this beauty brand and it's only brow products. It's so good. And I feel like it lifts my whole face. I need to like eventually get like a brow lamination. But until then, it gives me that look. I feel like it lifts everything up and I don't even need to fill in my brows when I have it. And I love this brow gel. Oh, influenced right there. I'm I'm all in. I was going to ask what the price point is. Do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> I should probably look. Uh, when I buy things online, I think I feel like I'm just supporting beauty brands. So I'm not, unless something is like so outrageously expensive, I always kind of think of everything being like the same price range. And then it's like, I know the cost of goods. I know what goes into it. And so I don't like overthink that price unless something's like $200. I'm like, why on earth is this thing to so much money? So I don't know the cost. And then with getting so much stuff gifted, sometimes I don't realize the price of things unless I like actively go to like search for the price or I'm like finding a link for somebody and I'm like, oh, now I actually know what this is which is probably a bad habit. So I should probably be more mindful of that. And then another thing on my face right now is KKW Beauty Lip Liner. They are the best lip liners. KKW makes legit good lip liners. Do you know Mariah Leonard? No. So she's a beauty influencer. She says that she's like a beauty editor, but she can curse. <laughs> so she makes these really beautiful editorial YouTube videos and Instagrams and she is obsessed with KKW liners and I admittedly am not like the biggest KKW beauty fan, but she turned me on to the lip liners and I have to say they are legit. I have to look her up. I haven't followed her yet, but I love to follow new people. So I will check her out, but the lip liners are really creamy and I like really nude lip liners that are more brown than pink because I use it almost like as a contour for my lip and their lip liners are so creamy that you can like really fill in your lips and line with them because I feel like a lot of other lip liners are pretty dry. So when I'm applying it, it's like almost like a really harsh line. So it's really soft. It's really blendable, really creamy. They're really great shades. There are so many to pick from. Nude 1.5 is my favorite. That was great. Yeah. I feel like you've done this before. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe you've, you've talked about beauty products once in your life. Speaking of beauty, and let's go back to like where it all started when you were a wee one. You have spoken about, you know, growing up, you were one of the only like half Asians, um, you know, in your community. And I'm sure that that affected, you know, how you saw yourself and your identity. But how did that affect your beauty? Like, what was your idea of beauty when you were growing up? So I grew up in Ohio and I lived with my dad growing up. So my parents were divorced. My mom lived in Europe. I lived with my dad in Ohio. So I would go back and forth between the two. So the reason that that's important is because I live with my dad and as I'm growing up and I'm loving beauty products, he obviously couldn't teach me how to do my hair or my makeup. So from a really young age, he would take me to department stores and he would take me to a beauty counter and he would say, here's my daughter. Can you show her how to do her makeup? Can you show her what products to buy? So from a really young age, I always learned from what I thought, you know, they're saleswomen, they're professionals and they were recommending products to me. So I basically always kind of had that love for it from a really young age. And in the early 2000s, my dad took me to a Mac store and this is like early days of like Mac stores. And they taught me how to contour, which at the time I didn't even really know that's what contouring was. And I think I still have the brush, which it's probably like almost 20 years old now. I should probably re replace it, but it's like a Mac contour brush. They gave me like a dark bronzer. They showed me how to put it in my cheekbones here. And so I was doing it. I probably very poorly <laughs> at the time. Like I probably did not do it very well. And so from a really young age, that's how I learned. And so I feel like that's where my love from it came and like my respect for retail and stores and beauty. And so for so long, I was learning from these women who were recommending products to me. And now I feel like that's 
something I really understand having our own brand. And then as far as looking up to anyone in beauty, like not only am I half Asian, but I'm also like really petite. And so growing up, there was literally no one on TV that looked like me. And there was one other Asian girl in my school. And so I, and then having a white dad and an Asian mom, I feel like you see me with my dad and you're like, how are you two even related? And so growing up, I would be with my dad's side of the family and I didn't fit in. And then with my mom's family, they're Vietnamese, they all speak Vietnamese. And I felt like I didn't really fit in there either. And truly it wasn't really until Kim Kardashian came around in about like 2005, 2006 that I saw someone who was petite. I saw someone who had kind of my skin tone with dark hair. And I was like, oh, she's not five foot 10. She's not this tall, skinny blonde girl. It was the first time I really felt like there was a petite woman who kind of looked similar. And I think that's why a lot of people gravitated towards their family as a whole, because it was this new kind of beauty that people hadn't seen, you know, in the spotlight in a long time, because the other reality shows at the time were like the Hills, Laguna Beach, which I loved. So it's like those people didn't look like me either. So at that time, and I think obviously since then, there's been like more diversity in media and beauty, but like I loved their glam and their hair and their makeup, which is just so great. And so that's kind of what beauty was like for me growing up. I love that answer. I love that your dad had the wherewithal to be like, I need to take my daughter to somebody that knows what's going on. Because I feel like love men, but they're space cadets. So it's like, would Matt be taking Zoe to a department store? I mean, we would hope. We would hope. Matthew Christensen, he knows like, okay, if anything goes awry with Sarah, like Zoe's going to the department store. But I love that your dad just took initiative to make that happen for you. He's a bougie beauty person. So like he uses like Chanel, like aftershave balm. He loves like a Dior fragrance. And so he would go to like buy like the stuff for himself. And then because we were there and really you have to think like at department stores, this is where people bought luxury beauty. Like this wasn't the days of Sephora's and Ulta's. And so my dad would go and he would go and buy for himself. And then you'd get like the like free little gift bag with it with like the little beauty products that he'd give to me. And so I learned so much from him growing up. And then my mom is someone who like, is like, don't leave the house without putting lipstick on. And so she always has makeup on. And like growing up, I would be like, why are you taking so long to get ready? But she never not has makeup on. And so from the two of them, I learned that. And like my dad loves to get pedicures. So like he would take me to get like our nails done together. And so we did so much of that. I would say he likes like the grooming part of it. And then like I by default would go with him and we do it together. And so both of them love beauty in their own way. And it's so interesting, especially like from a male perspective. And so he loves it and he like uses all of our products. And whenever I get like fragrances, like Tom Ford, a lot of them, since they're like unisex or Margiela, I'll end up giving them to him. And like Tom Ford, I won't cuss on here, effing fabulous. He loves it. He dies for it. He like thinks it smells amazing, but like he doesn't like the word. So he turns the bottle around so that it faces the back of his counter. He's so precious, but it's like, he loves it. That is so cute. Our parents sound so similar. My mom is always late because she is taking so much time giving herself a blowout and then putting on a full face of makeup, taking a selfie so that she could send it to all of us to, to let us know that she is late and on her way. And then my dad loves beauty too. Um, I love the, your relationship with your dad, you guys hanging out on social. It's just so cute. Does he get your job? Yes and no. So I don't think he knows that I have a podcast because I'll be like, oh, I'm recording my podcast. He's like, what's that? And so I don't even <laughs> think that he knows that I have this. Being an influencer, he is in his 80s. So he actually has Instagram. But when he likes, he likes multiple times because I think he thinks you're giving more likes. But you know, when you like again, it unlikes it. So he'll be like, oh, I liked it a couple times. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. You just see like, like, unlike, like, unlike from him in the feed. Yeah. And then with the brand, I think he starts to get it because like our merch, which is so funny because he wears it. So he wears a summer Fridays hat and he was at a doctor's appointment or something. And he had some summer Friday something on. And one of the nurses was like, oh my God, I love summer Fridays. And he's like, oh, that's my daughter. And she was freaking out, got all the other nurses and told my dad. And my dad's like, oh my gosh, these women know what your brand is. This is so crazy. So I think the fact that like people tell him when he's not with me that they use it, he starts to like get it. And he's like, and he's always like, 
suggesting products for me. Like, you know what you should make? (laughs) Yes, dad. He's like, I I really like this lip balm. And so he's very funny with that. And then my mom totally gets it. Like my mom, she's on Instagram, Stripes and Chanel. She's like her own like little influencer. She's like, you know, this marketing and this is great. And this is the best product. And so she is obsessed with Instagram. She's on it probably more than I am. I will say, they didn't understand at first. So they're like, you went to college, you have this job, like, why are you doing the internet full time? Like, what is this? And so they didn't get it for a while. And my parents are the type of people like you have to see it to believe it. So like telling them is one thing, but like, it's not until it like comes to fruition and then like is successful that they like, then are like fully on board, which they totally are now. But these are people like, you have to think my dad's in his eighties. He was born during the time of the great depression. Like my dad didn't even have a phone. Like there's no phone in the house. So like to think that like I have my career on the internet in a time when like he grew up listening to the radio and had like a phone line is like insane that in his lifetime, like that this is possible. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And they must be so proud of you. They are. They're the best. Before you basically launched the influencer industry, I mean, you are an OG, you studied broadcast journalism and you were a TV host. And I think like maybe that's why you and I kind of connect because we have very similar paths in that way. If you Google her, you can see all the pictures from the red carpet at the Oscars. You're, you know, attending press events, doing, you know, the press lines and things like that. So you kind of talk, like touched on this, but when did you decide, okay, I'm going to start blogging full time? And what was the goal there? Did you want to focus just on sharing your life and giving lifestyle tips? Did you want to focus more on fashion or beauty? When I moved to Los Angeles, I was like, I want to be a TV host. And being a TV host is really different than being a news anchor. So the paths are very different. And so learning how to be a TV host, I took like hosting classes when I was here. And one of the things I needed to do was create a reel, but like, you can't really create a reel until you get jobs. So I started a YouTube channel and filmed like a fake reel just to have to like be able to use for auditions. It's like such like a catch 22. Cause like you can't get the job without the things, but you need the things for the job. And so I filmed this reel. So I started, I opened a YouTube channel literally just to like upload this reel to have a place to like send someone a link. But then since I had a YouTube channel, I started filming makeup tutorials and I uploaded my first makeup tutorial, two videos, actually maybe three in February of 2012. So this is a very long time ago. And I love beauty and I'm just like obsessed with it. And so I will like offended if my friends buy a product without asking me first. I'm like, why didn't you ask me? I would have told you the right thing to get. And so it's so funny because in my first videos, I'm using like Benefit Hula. I'm using Laura Mercier translucent setting powder, all products I literally still use to this day. Anastasia Brow Wiz, like those are still my products I use today. And this is like nine years later. And so I started that in 2012, but then that was the year that I actually got um, a full-time job finally working as a, as a host. I was doing entertainment news first. I felt like that wasn't really the path for me. I didn't feel like it was fulfilling. I didn't feel like it was helpful. And I felt like once I transitioned to fashion and beauty, I felt like I was doing something that made people feel more confident in themselves. I felt like I was doing something that wasn't gossipy. It wasn't hurtful. It was like, I'm going to show you this product or talk to you about this thing that you can buy that makes you feel more confident or feel more whatever it is. And so I was doing that for a few years and I started Instagram around the same time. And on Instagram, when I was doing these red carpets or events, I would post pictures of myself like backstage or attending things. And instead of being like, oh, who did you interview? It was like, what are you wearing? How did you do your hair and makeup? What product is this? Oh my gosh, I love your lipstick. And so I started talking about those things. And that was in 2013. The word influencer doesn't exist at this time. It's like you're a blogger or a YouTuber. And like Instagram is a place to like cross promote the content you're doing on these other places. And in 2014, I launched my blog. The day I launched the site, it crashed. So I was like, okay, there's something here. Like people want to visit this. And I was getting like random brands with like PayPal me $50. They would like find my email on Instagram. They would send me a product. I'd post it on my feed. You could leave it up for 24 hours. Then you could delete the picture and they would like PayPal you. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like people want to PayPal me $50. (laughs) And so I kept doing like so many of those. And while I was working as a host at the time, bloggers were starting to become a a thing. There was a handful of people, Ami Song, Chriselle Lim, Camilla, like 
Nicole Guerrero, Carly Bible. It's very, very, very small amount of people. And you were either a YouTuber or you were a blogger. You were not both. And at my job, I thought what these people were doing was so interesting. So I started interviewing bloggers because I wanted to like learn more about it. And every time I was reaching out to them, everyone would give me the same email for their manager. And I'm like, bloggers have managers. This is crazy. And so when I started my blog, I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, I've been in touch with you to interview these people. I'm getting like random people like reaching out to me to do sponsored content, which it's not even sponsored content at the time. Like, do you think you could represent me? And then they're like, oh, you know, you just started your blog a week ago. Like it's a little early, (laughs) but they're like, let's like take a look. So they took a look through all of my stuff and they were like, you know, we usually wouldn't, but like, we're going to take a risk on you and like, we'll do this. So they signed me. And then by April of that year, I was able to become an influencer full-time because they were helping me, you know, negotiate incoming things that were coming in, but also get me more jobs. And so then I could make as much as I was making from my full-time job to do that full-time. And so if you are someone who has a full-time job right now and you're trying to like figure out how to do both the way I did it was I worked during the week and this is like me going to work at like 5 30 in the morning when it's dark out like very crazy hours so on the weekends I would create content on Saturday or Sunday and I would film my YouTube videos I would take blog post pictures which is like five to seven images for a blog post very like word heavy and then I would upload those during the week so I had stuff to post while I was at my job and I just did that until I could be an influencer full-time and that was a very long answer but That was kind of how it happened. I love it. I love it so much. I feel like any person that comes to LA wanting to be a TV host, you have that dream of being on E! and like hosting the red carpet. And it's very interesting how that dream, as you learn a little bit more about reporting on a red carpet and the kind of like content that thrives there, how if you want to like help people and you want to be of service, it is not the it's it's not the route for you because it's a thankless job but also like there's really no like gratification for it it's so cutthroat too such a competitive industry and like I feel like I started out in entertainment journalism it's not a very friendly industry to be in right it's not like uplifting in any way and you start to sort of like question why you're doing it and even hate yourself you're like what am I doing why am I stalking these celebrities for what I just felt really uncomfortable that producer, like your boss is like, okay, these are the questions. I'm going to give you these questions and you're reading them. You're like, oh my God, I can't ask this person this question. I feel so uncomfortable. It's so invasive. You know, and then it gets to the point, everyone's now it's like competing for clicks and you have to have the most clickbait headline. And it's just like, that's not what I want to do. And that doesn't make me feel good. And I wouldn't want someone to ask me these questions. So I just felt like that wasn't the path for me. And beauty is so much more happy. And so I love doing it so much more. I'm so glad that you walked us through your career journey because I'm sure that lots of people just think that you stumbled upon this job and your success and it's because you're so pretty and that's it. But like, no, she busted her ass, you guys. She hustled real hard. I think it's really good that people just just listen and hear that. It's been a decade. It's been a decade. It's been a decade. And then I think what people don't realize too is once you get the job that you want, you have to maintain it. And so it's not like, oh, you get to be an influencer and then it's like, okay, great. You have to keep your community engaged and grow. And like, it's a never ending like hustle because you're self-employed. You have no job security. You have no boss. You have no health benefits. You have no schedule. So it's up to you to be able to secure these jobs and to stay relevant and to post content all the time and to keep your sponsors really happy and to make sure people want to work with you again. And you're so many things. You're the photographer, the editor of videographer, you're your own publicist, you're your own social media manager, you're your own community manager. And so there's so much that goes into it that I think people don't realize it's a lot of jobs, but it's also, you learn so much that if you do want to go on to do something else afterwards, I feel like you're versed in so many different things. Like when we started the brand, I knew how to do so many jobs because I had to do so many jobs as an influencer. So then how do you handle negativity? I feel like, especially in the beauty world, education is super important. So I'm terrified that like somebody's gonna come and be like you're wrong or this is not right or you're bad or you're ugly or whatever it is how do you handle negativity I wish I had an answer for it because it doesn't get any easier and the more followers you get and the bigger your audience gets that number just increases just because like just the odds of it are more likely to happen and 
I can have so many nice comments and one negative comment. And then it literally bugs me for the whole day. And I think people see public profiles and people and they just assume like, I don't know if they think we have really thick skin or whatever it is, but it's like, we're real people too. And we have feelings. And especially when you're attacking how somebody like looks right. Like if you don't like someone's opinion on something, that's just an opinion. But if you're like, I don't like your, let's say I don't like Mariana's eyebrows. Like that's so hurtful. Cause like, that's just how I look. And so when you're attacking people like that, I think those things can really stick with people. So if you're someone who wants to write a negative comment, maybe just don't just like text your friend and talk shit instead. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to like write it on the internet. Like I just think it's so hurtful. So I don't have an answer for dealing with negativity because it's something that I still have a hard time with. And you want to read all the nice comments too. So it's like, I want to read my comments. So I don't want to avoid it because I want to see the positive things people are saying and engage with people. But then when you see the negative one, you're like, oh, and then sometimes they just like keep going. And so I have no help for you. <laughs> Who has the time to like be negative online and leave these comments? I'm like, what are you doing? Don't you have anything better to do? I know. I like to just think hurt people hurt people, but I am relieved to hear that you still deal with it and you haven't gotten this hard shell because usually if I ask that question, that's the response. It's like, oh, I just have disassociated <laughs> completely and I don't want to be that way. No, I'm a, I have feelings. So it is hurtful when I see a mean comment. There's, I think there's just a lot, a lot that's like misunderstood or like miscommunication on the internet. And so it's hard too, because I think, especially with words, sometimes things don't come across as they mean to. And so someone misunderstands you or they're not understanding your point of view where you're coming from. And you, you can't just always like explain yourself because then it like becomes more of a thing. And so it is what it is, I guess. Let's, let's go back um, into like when you were starting your blog um, and on Instagram, what would you consider was your first big beauty break? Do you remember like who you were working with or what the product was or brand? There's a couple different ones. So one video. So I like have always loved having a really beautiful Instagram. And at the time, no one was really sharing like how they, how Instagrammers edit their photos. And so I filmed this video and this video went viral. And I remember like Harper's Bazaar picked it up and all these other places, they embedded the video and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is how people edit their pictures. And no one had any idea. And I've always been open to like sharing those types of things with people. Cause I genuinely like like helping other people, whether it's to be an influencer or to start a beauty brand or whatever it is, like I find fulfillment from like helping others. And so I was like, of course, it's not like a secret. These apps are all on the app store. So like, I'm happy to share. And I think then like a lot of press wasn't really covering influencers. So I feel like that gave me a lot of credibility too, because it's like, oh, Marianne is on Harper's Bazaar. And so then other brands were like, okay, because the brands I was working with were like prestige beauty. So like working with like Armani or NARS or Laura Mercier or whatever, like they are also aligned with those places. And so I feel like that was really helpful for me. And then another one was Jessica Alba did my makeup. We did a YouTube video together. And this is when celebrities weren't doing videos with YouTubers. Like she really was like, in the first wave of people. And it was such a big deal that she was doing my makeup and the video got picked up by everywhere. And then after that, you saw more and more people being like, okay, celebrities and YouTubers and influencers collaborating together, which is so common now to see like a celebrity doing a launch and then they're like on a YouTuber's channel. So I think that was a huge like moment in my career because then it got me on the radar of like more people. And so those two things, YouTube specifically, because I think you can't really go viral on Instagram, not really, but like on YouTube at the time you could, there wasn't as much content, which is now like TikTok, but those two videos really helped me. Wow. Jessica Alba. We love Jessica Alba. She is amazing. Were you impressed with how she did your makeup? Yes, she did such a great job. So she did my makeup. And then at a later date, Rosie Huntington Whiteley did my makeup. And Rosie did such a great job too. She was like, I was so nervous the night before. She was like, I washed all my makeup brushes. She like laid out all the products. She was like, she did such an amazing job. She was so nice. And she was like, okay, do you want to do my makeup now? And I was like, um, I'm not really a makeup artist. And then <laughs> I was like doing her lip liner. And I was like, oh my God, people would be dying to like do her. I was like literally dying. And it was like such a, like a crazy thing to do. And so both of them, did such a great job I think because they have sat in so many makeup chairs they just like learned so much and so they both did a, a really good job you were talking about brands like that associate with you know Harper's Bazaar you have some amazing brands that you work with she's got the Dyson okay she got the Dyson Sarah Sarah literally closed her eyes and shook her head like yes yes we we, we tip our hats <laughs> 
We pay our respects. The Armani spawn. This is the this is the vision. This is the vision. Were you just organically using those products and then they reached out? Yeah. And so I think back then at this time of YouTube, I think a lot of people were working with a lot of drugstore brands. And so at the time, I feel like Maybelline, CoverGirl, they were killing it on YouTube. And that was where a lot of the partnerships were coming from. The prestige brands weren't really spending an influencer at that time because they really had to convince their bosses like to invest in this new form of like media. But that was genuinely the brands I was shopping and using. And so when I started my YouTube channel, I share those products, but I think that's what made me unique at the time because there weren't a lot of other channels that were doing the same thing. And I think too, like I was a little bit older than some of the YouTubers at the time because I'll be 35 this year. So at the time I'm doing this, I'm in my like mid twenties, I guess at this time. And like a lot of the girls were younger, but I was genuinely like shopping and buying these things. And so when I was wearing Armani Beauty Luminous Silk Foundation, I truly was wearing it for so long. And I remember the first time I worked with them, I couldn't believe it. And then I got my first year long contract with them. And I was just like, so I'm going to cry. I'm so grateful, like to like love a brand so much that like someone wants to invest in a year with you. I remember like that was my first big contract and I was like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And it never, I never forget these brands are like willing to do that. Sorry, I get emotional, but like, I am so grateful because there are so many people to choose from and to work with. And to think that was more money than I had made in my job for my entire year. And so to be able to do that is really like the best feeling that you genuinely love these brands and they want to partner with you for this long-term thing. And that was my first big one. I think when you align yourself with brands like that, other brands want to work with you. And I always kind of upheld those standards of these are the things that I do. These are the brands that I work with. I'm going to organically speak and shop and buy these things because this is who I am. And then with Dyson, the same thing happened. Like when the Airwrap came out, I had a meeting with Sephora that day. I was in San Francisco and it sold out. And I was telling them like, I need this Airwrap. And they were like, we did not buy enough. We're going to, you know, buy more. Like what all we can say is turn put the order notification on, like when they get back in stock, like put in your email, put the email in the day it came back in stock. I bought it. I was so obsessed with it. Well, at first I was like, how do I use this? And then once I got the hang of it, it was like so amazing, genuinely like posted it for so long, never, ever worked with them. And then finally got the Dyson offer. And I was like, oh my God, this is, I'm so happy. You got Dyson. That's incredible. That was like the best one. And so I was so excited for that. And that's what I love now. Like my longer term partnerships with brands. It's like, I'm already talking about you all the time. I'm genuinely sharing the organic content to work together. Just seems like more organic. And now it's like, I'm the Dyson Airwrap girl. If there's a video, like I'm the one that's using it. And so it's such a blessing. And I think being an influencer has really helped us work on like the influencer side at Summer Fridays too. Sorry, I got emotional there, but I am so grateful like for the opportunities that I get. And like I write in my gratitude journal every day. Like I'm so thankful for my online community. I'm so thankful for our Summer Fridays team. I'm so thankful for the brands who want to work with me because it could all be gone tomorrow. Like you don't know, like I don't think influencer is going anywhere, but if it were, like, I'm so grateful that for this time, these people chose to work with me. Like brands don't have endless budget. They only work with so many people. And so when you do get to work with a brand, like do the best job possible because you want to be able to work with them again. And like, they're spending a lot of money with you. And so you should treat it like very, very important. <laughs> you have summer Fridays. Everybody listening to this knows this. If launching a beauty brand is a big effing deal. It takes so much work, funding, like all of that stuff. Can you share maybe your top three tips to budding beauty business entrepreneurs? Like what are some things that you wish you knew or maybe things that like, I don't know, I've never launched a beauty brand, so I have no idea. What would your three tips be? <laughs> so I think the the number one thing you need to know before going into it is like you need to genuinely want to run a business and a company. Like the product side of it and launching it, like the highs of a launch day if you only launch five products a year, like think that's five days a year, you're really excited that this product came out. Then there's 360 other days of the year where you're just running a company. And I think people don't realize that like, like we are externally building this brand, right? And the marketing and everything that, that people see as consumers. Internally at the same time, we're still building a business and a company and company culture and building our team. So there's a lot that goes into it because you're hiring, you're training people. You're not this established company where you can like walk in and there's a hundred employees and it's just like, they're used to hiring people and have this HR protocol. It's just like, it's very different. And then there's just the day-to-day -day and like, a lot of influencers or other people now start companies with like a parent company or an incubator. And so they are plugged into a whole team of people. I think people don't know, like Lauren and I 
really started this company and we built and ran the brand. And like, until we hired a CEO, which was last year, like we were running operations. We were doing the international sales ourselves. Like we were, you know, the person with the labs and manufacturing, working on product development. Like we were doing the influencer stuff ourselves. And so, and marketing and all of it. And so you have to want to run a business. And if you don't want to run a business or you don't know how for, it's okay to not know how you can figure stuff out or you can find people who figure it out. But if you don't actually like want to do that part, you need to find a co-founder or partner or hire somebody who knows how to do those things because that has to get done. Like you have to place purchase orders. You have to work with manufacturing. You have to have lead times. You have to worry about your budget. So there's a lot of like the business side that goes into it. So it's not to scare you off, but it's just the, the reality of like, it's not just like the fun product launches and marketing launches that you see online. There is a lot that goes into building a brand behind the scenes every single day. Um, another thing is like just to be unique and different, which I feel like is a given. But when we launched our brand, I think it looked really different from a lot of other brands that had launched at that time. And so it's kind of hard now because there are so many brands. It's like you can only look so unique because there's only so much like stock packaging and there's only so many fonts to like pick from. And so the look of it is hard, but if you can't look different visually, have a unique point of view, have a unique ingredient story, like find something unique to your brand. Don't copy another brand that's out there because somebody's already doing it. So like for us, when we launched with a product and it looked really different, that was unique. So just be unique. That's the second thing. And the third thing is just like, those things aren't to scare you, but like, just go for it because like ignorance is bliss. Had I known all the tough things, maybe it would have stopped me from not wanting to like start it because it's like, oh, once you're in it, it's a lot of work, but just go for it because you never know a year from now, like where you'll be if you just begin and anything you don't know, you can figure out, you can Google, you can hire someone to figure out the things that you don't know. And don't let fear hold you back from starting something because I'm fearful about a lot of things, but I can be fearful and move forward at the same time. So it's not like I'm not scared. Like every time we launch a new thing, I'm still fearful and scared. Like, will people like this? Do people want to buy this? Like people, will people like want to spend their money on this thing when there's so many options of things to buy. And so I'm still scared, but I still do it regardless of like how I'm feeling. Totally. Did you ever think that you were going to launch a beauty brand of your own? Like when you and Lauren started Summer Fridays? I didn't like grow up thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to have a beauty brand one day. So like, I didn't have like dreams as a little girl, but I always had this dream. I guess it was like, not even like a dream, but like I had a feeling that I was like born for like to do something great. And it was just something that was always inside of me and like driving me. Like, I know I'm meant to do something big and meaningful and whatever that was with, whether it was like moving to Los Angeles to become a TV host or starting to be an influencer, I felt called to do those things. And so I just went with like my gut and went for it. And so I think like at being an influencer at the time when you're not even influencer isn't a thing, I went for it regardless of like other people wanting to do it or not knowing anything about it. And same with starting a brand. Like we really felt like that was something we wanted to do and just went for it. And so now that I'm in it, I'm like, this is what I was meant to be doing. Like I'm meant to create product. I meant to create things that are in my mind to like make them become tangible things that people can have that make people feel good or feel happy or whatever it is. And so now that I'm doing it is like, I was always meant to do this, but I didn't think that I would, you know, be a businesswoman when I grew up. Can we talk about the name? Can we talk about how you guys landed on summer Fridays and is it mandatory to give your employees summer Fridays? So Summer Fridays is a thing at Summer Fridays. So from um, Memorial Day to Labor Day on Fridays, we do half days off, uh, which is so nice. It's also work from home and half days off, which work from home was a perk before, which now it's like, I don't know if it's really a perk, but you really can work from home from anywhere. So I guess if you're on vacation somewhere, you're still, as long as you're online the first half of the day. So it's really nice because like, you know, around noon on Friday in the summer, do you really like want to be working the rest of the day? Like not really. So it's such a great perk for our employees, but also for ourselves. Cause then it's like, <laughs> we get to have the, the day off too. And then the name came from, we really wanted a name that felt like a feeling and we didn't want to name it after ourselves because we wanted the brand to have longevity, you know, beyond Mariana and Lauren being influencers. We wanted it to be its own thing, regardless of us. And, you know, we're relevant right now. People follow us on Instagram, but what if in a couple of years, like we're like, Oh, we don't want to be influencers anymore. We still want our brand to have its own legs. And so when we're thinking about names, we wanted something that you could just hear and you understood what it meant. 
like, oh, a summer Friday. Like who doesn't love a summer Friday? Who doesn't love summer and Fridays? And I feel like all of our products really like embody that like light summer Fridays feeling. Like if you smell like the new body oil or lotion, like it smells very summery. It has like an effortlessness to it. Um, kind of like that Los Angeles summer Fridays day, which is always a summer Friday here, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, so it's really just about like thinking about that in all things that we do, whether it's our photography or our marketing, it's just like that feeling. And so everything should feel like that. And even like in our copy and how we speak and how we write, just like effortless, easy kind of vibe. Sarah knows this. And so do our listeners. When you were like, we didn't want to name it after ourselves. We wanted to take ourselves out of it. I'm like, yes, you did. That is the correct way to do things. Yeah, because sometimes I think about these like big celebrity beauty brands that are named after themselves. And I'm like, what if you have a PR crisis attached to your name? Which we've seen with a lot of really successful beauty brands. You don't want to be the reason why your business and somebody else's livelihood doesn't flourish. And also, I just think that Glossier, I love that they didn't call it into the gloss beauty. They made it this cool separate thing. So, and I feel like half the time when I talk about into the gloss. People are like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, no, truly. They're like, wait, there's like a blog that this stemmed from. They don't even know. Mm -hmm. So this is like my obligatory, I have to say this. Thank you for not naming <laughs> it after yourself because it's a smart business decision. <laughs> Thank you. We tried to think. So a really good piece of advice that I got from someone was when you're small, think big. When you're small, you really don't ever know what something will grow into. So always assume it's going to be the biggest, best thing and make your decisions based on like what you think it could potentially be in the future. And so you try to make all the right decisions from the beginning and like build things knowing like this might happen in time. And so from building the brand or the trademarking or the legal stuff that we do, it's all, you know, trying to prepare ourselves for like, okay, maybe the the finance the way we do finance right now is overkill and we're like really investing in the programs that we use which is like sometimes when I sit on board calls and we're going through like projections I'm like I can't believe this is my job uh, it's a very funny thing but it's like when you do those things it's to prepare yourself so that you have these systems in place so as the business grows you've been using the right financing and like tax stuff and all that kind of thing so as you grow it's already been done correctly let's talk about trends do you think there is a specific makeup or beauty trend or skincare trend that we're going to see a lot more of this year? It is so hard to say because with the way TikTok and the internet goes, like one day people love something, the next day they hate it. So trends are very, very fast. Like probably by the time this podcast comes out, who knows what's going to be trending? Like it's so hard to know, but consumers are so smart. They are so savvy. They will tell you exactly what they want and they will tell you exactly what they don't want, but they're also so finicky. So you can't base your brand and create products based on like what's happening because it can change so fast. So you just have to stay true to like your brand, your brand values, create the products that you think will resonate with your customers and not listen to the trends because by the time it comes out, it could be so different. So with trends, I don't really know, but I would say it shouldn't be a trend, but what has gotten more popular in the last year is SPF. And it's like, okay, we all know now that we should be wearing it every single day and everyone's really aware. But I think in the last year, people that had never worn sunscreen before saw all their favorite influencers talking about the importance of sunscreen every single day. And so that has become a trend that I hope is here to stay and that people will continue to invest in you know, SPF and using it all of the time, regardless of where you live or where you are. And then another, it's not really like a trend, but I'm seeing a lot of beauty brands. There are so many. And so I think a trend that we're going to see or something that we'll see happening is more skincare, body care, makeup, hair, all coming along right now, especially there's a lot of skincare brands popping up at the moment. And if you want to start a brand, it's not to deter you from starting one, because I think there is opportunity for everybody. But what I said before about being unique, having your own point of view, having something that makes your brand different is really important. And then I think, you know, with direct to consumer now, you don't need a retailer. So you don't have to rely on a retailer to launch a brand. If you have a great idea for a product, you, you can come up with that unique point of view. You can create it. You can launch your website and sell it to customers yourself. And if there's, you know, a market for it there, you'll know, and people will be shopping and then you can go to a retailer or something after that if you want to. So I'm excited to see all of the new brands that pop up because I love, you know, discovering new ones because people have really great ideas and they're really smart and they're really savvy. And I think the trend there is like more specific. So I think we're seeing brands come out with specific body care that is for like X concern or skincare for this type of skincare or this type of skincare concern. So I think we're seeing more like very, very niche 
things coming out. So are you telling us that we can expect a summer Friday sunscreen of some kind in the near future? So it's definitely something people really, really want from us. But sunscreen is, for people that don't know, it's really difficult to do. Just like the FDA, like the regulations around sunscreen is much more different than other products that you work on. And when you're going through compatibility and testing, you submit your formula with the packaging and then the FDA has to approve the entire thing. The timelines and the lead times are much longer for sunscreen. And then you can only launch sunscreen basically during certain months of the year, even though people buy it all year long. So basically if you miss a window, you have to wait an entire year to do it again. So people want sunscreen from us and we hear you. And so hopefully you guys will see one from us sometime. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. (laughs) All right. We call this rapid fire. Sarah, we need to come up with a new name for this because it's never rapid and we just let people do whatever they want. And it sounds a lot scarier than it actually is. Yeah. So we're going to ask you just a list of questions. You can make the answer as long or as short as you would like. Besides Summer Fridays, what are your top three favorite beauty brands? Olaplex. I love the leave-in treatment and the hair oil. I air dry my hair on the days that I don't have to do things and great products. Ami Cole, which just launched Melanin Rich Beauty Products. I haven't tried them yet, but I bought them because when I find brands that, brands that I like online, I like to like just support and shop and buy from them, especially new brands that just launched. So if you have the opportunity to shop from a new brand that you see online, definitely support them with your dollars. Um, and then another brand that I love is um, Refi Refi. I don't know how to say it. I, so the brand is Redefining Beauty. So it's probably Refi. It's the eyebrow gel that I'm wearing. And I love those brow products. Another direct-to-consumer brand of like niche brow products. It's all for the brows. So that's another great one. What is your favorite skincare ingredient? So ingredients that we really like are glycerin, niacinamide, and then I'm so into oils. Um, So niacinamide, it's it's funny because it's like I talked about trends. So it's like trending now, but it was something that we have been using since we started formulating products back in 2016. So it's across a couple different products in our assortment. And same with glycerin. I know everyone talks about like hyaluronic acid, which I also love that too. But glycerin is something that we have in like cloud dew. We also have it in soft reset so that when you're like, exfoliating. It's also like moisturizing on your skin at the same time. We also have it on body lotion and then oils. We have the new shimmering body oil that came out. We have our body oil, um, baby moon belly balm, which I'm not pregnant, but I use it on my entire body too. And so I love oils on my face and my body. So yeah, those ones. Okay. What are your favorite apps for editing photos? Tezza is amazing. Um, it's such a great editing app. You can also copy and paste the filters and you can put it on multiple things. So then everything kind of looks cohesive and you can also use it on video. It's great. And then I like Lightroom on my phone. Who was the first celebrity you interviewed? Megan Fox. It was the first celebrity I ever interviewed. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. The whole time I was like, look, yeah, just like staring at her face. Cause like, you have to think like growing up, like in the early two thousands, it was like Megan Fox is like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, it was her. Wait, I wonder if, is Megan Fox's real name Megan Fox? I think so. she is such a fox. I don't know. Her name suits her very well. And I mean, like her style right now, she's killing it. Are we speaking Megan Fox into existence as a guest on Los Angeles, Sarah? Because Michelle Fawn also brought her up in last week's episode. So I'm just saying, I feel like now we have to say it one more time and she's just going to appear. We love it. What is the first thing you do in the morning? I have a full morning routine and you probably won't believe me because it used to be wake up and immediately check my phone, which I've tried to not do that anymore. So I walk my dog. I meditate every morning. I meditate twice a day. Um, I meditate in the morning. As soon as I'm done, I write in my gratitude journal. It just starts my day with like, you know, a gratitude mindset. It's like, instead of being like, I have to do all these things today. It's like, I get to do all these things today. Like I get to do these things because, you know, I'm so, so fortunate for all the blessings that I have in my life. And then, um, I like do like a little stretch, like five, 10 minutes. And while I'm doing that, I listen to the morning news and then I make my coffee. And then that's like my morning routine. Are you an early bird? You sound like an early bird. I think like seven, seven 30 is early, but like other people think that that's late. So for me, that's an early start to the day. (laughs) What is a song that gets you motivated? I love some Ariana Grande, like in the morning or any time or when I'm driving, if I'm listening to her, her music is just so like upbeat and so happy. And I'm just like, I'm so happy when I listen to her and I need to like see wedding pictures. Like I need more information 
very happy for her. And I'll tell you guys, she DM'd us and wanted some Summer Fridays merch. And she follows Summer Fridays. Some of the girls that work for us were like, oh my God, she DM'd us. This is amazing. And I was like, oh, I'll just send it to you. She's like, no, I want to buy it. And so she like placed an order and I haven't seen her what wear did it. What she but order? It was when we had, like, cause you know, she loves like clouds and stuff. So it was like when we had the first like cloud set. And so, you know, she follows us. So I was like, oh my God. And I wanted to send her product. She didn't want to accept gifting. So she wanted oh. to purchase things. And so it was so nice. And we're freaking out. Oh my God. Maybe she's wearing Summer Fridays on her honeymoon, wherever that is. Oh my God. Right. Maybe we'll see a picture one day. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. Okay. Last question. You're a famous actress. You're in a blockbuster movie, billboards all over LA, uh, trailers everywhere. You're getting ready to gear up. It's you and who is your co-star? I would say Rihanna mostly because I just like want to be friends with her. So I think if we did a movie together, then we could like just still hang out afterwards. So if that's my end to be best friends with Rihanna, then I would totally be down for her being my co-star. Okay, wait, can we talk about Rihanna for a second? Because did y'all see that ASAP Rocky did this whole interview, like basically saying Rihanna was the one? No, the love of his life. He said that she is the love of his life. And I'm like, this is the kiss of death for your relationship, sir. Like, I hope you know that Rihanna, the love of Rihanna's life is Rihanna. And the minute a guy starts getting all public with their relationship, she's like, "Eh." like she did it with Drake. She did it with that billionaire that she was dating at one point. I love ASAP Rocky, but I'm very concerned for their relationship now. Wow. What a beautiful couple, the two of them. I love them together. I just love looking at them together. Because he's fine. He is so hot. Two of them together, they're both so good looking. They both have like the best style, like amazing. Didn't he say something in that interview, Sarah? He said something like, I would love to have, like we would have beautiful children. Oh yeah, father fatherhood is like his destiny. Imagine what that baby would look like. Mariana, thank you so much for joining us today. I love just learning a little bit more about you. I feel like I know so much, Sarah, too, just from, you know, following you over the years. But we think this interview is just chef's kiss and everyone's going to enjoy it. Where can we find Summer Fridays? And, you know, I think everybody knows where to follow you. You can follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt. I've got my podcast, Life with Mariana, new episodes every Tuesday. Um, Summer Fridays, you can basically find, like, most places, um, summerfridays.com, Sephora, US, Canada, Middle East, uh, Europe, uh, Cult Beauty, Net-A-Porte, Revolve, Mecca. So wherever you are, there's more likely a place that you can hopefully find it from. And um, thank you both so much and for having me on and supporting Summer Fridays and you both are the best. Oh my God, always. We love you and Summer Fridays so, so much. I can't wait to go out and just put the oil all over my chestal region. On my back. Just sexy, sexy. Thank you everyone for listening to this interview. If you want to find all of the products that Mariana mentioned in the interview, go to our website, glossangelespod.com. We'll have links there. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at glossangelespod. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, uh, follow us on Spotify or, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you on Tuesday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.